The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here, joined by Pops and Uncle Tony. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's up? Um, I just want to uh, start off here by saying I, I understand that I might not sound 100% I'm battling through a little head cold here, but unlike some, you know, LJ's team loses and the man can't show up for work. My team doesn't only lose, they get the brake speed off of them, and I show up to work battling through an illness. So I just want, you know, I'm not asking for pats on the back, but if you'd like to, I'll show you where my back is. Um, just battling through the elements here. Next man up type of mentality. I think LJ's team lost about as bad as your team did. So it, Sure, I guess the Lions yeah. did beat them pretty the good. The Lions pretty much spanked that ass. So we. Can we call the Cowboys beating a, a shellacking? Not shellacking. Well, I think twenty one to three and a half, and that's actually closer than it felt. Uh, I think you call it a shellacking. Yeah. I just love that. I, I just love the word. You don't get to use well, the word shellacking then, very Tony, often. If, if we're going to call that, that a shellacking, that. what do we call that? What was Thursday Night Football when the Chargers played the Raiders? Uh, a beatdown. Just, a, just a, a quit. Hey, Brandon Staley's finally a, gone. We've been saying it for years, and since like six weeks woo-hoo. after he was hired. But, yeah, the Chargers are in no man's land. Maybe the next place for Bill Belichick. Who knows? We'll get into speculation in, in the offseason. Um, but we had a fun week. Uh, some close games, some backup quarterbacks doing backup quarterbacks thing, making making some noise. Uh, but let's start with – let's see. Where do we want to go with? Do we want to just start with – golly, the 49ers are freaking awesome. I mean, that's the best team in football, right, Pops? I think so. I think it's unquestionable. Uh, they're absolutely they're just a the wagon, best and I'm not really ball. here to have a MVP debate. Like I just, if Brock Purdy, like we can have that at some point. But the 49ers are just a well-oiled machine, and the way they blocked, I mean, they just do everything right. They the quarterback makes the right plays. Christian McCaffrey is unfreaking believable. Debo Samuel scores every single week. Brandon Ayuk's great. They block even on the plays where Christian McCaffrey's breaking a long run. If you watch, there's always a Debo Samuels or a Brandon Ayuk sprinting down the field, making a, a downfield block. And even one, I think it was two weeks ago, you saw uh, Brock Purdy sprinting down the field, looking like he was trying to make a block. And I read that during the during the the, the film on like Tuesdays, they give out construction hats, and it's forever's the best downfield blocker. And Brock Purdy's like, I see all these wide receivers get it every single week. I was trying to see if I could get one, and he didn't actually get it. But that. You just that's so fun to see a team that just they're doing everything right. They're not just the passing game, the running game, like every every facet's good. And then that defense, by the way, is still awesome. 
So I think it's it's 1A in the whole NFL, not just the NFC. I think it's 1A for the 49ers and then everyone else sitting down below it. Don't you agree, Tone? Well, allow me to retort. Okay, there we go. That's what uh, that's what pays the bills right here. We got to have some some I um I disagree. I, I could probably agree with the statement that the 49ers probably have the best offense, balanced offense in the NFL. But I still I'm sticking to where I've been for a few weeks. I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football. Mm. Complete team and here's why. I know that uh uh, San Francisco played the, the uh, Cardinals over the weekend, and it was 45-29. So the Cardinals have scoring 13 points, points in the scoring, fourth quarter. Yeah, people are scoring points on them. However, the Ravens beat the uh, Jaguars this week 23-7. And as we all know, that's a decent offense at the Jag- Jaguar on the road. Uh, double-digit win. And they've, they've done that, and they've won in multiple ways. And so I'm still sticking with, I think, the Ravens are the best team in football right now. It'd be really cool if we could, you know, maybe see yeah, those two maybe teams those two play teams against play. each other. That would be cool. Are you, are you feeling me, dog? Are you feeling me? <laughs> Monday night football. You, we got a good one. Me? We got a good one. Because I do think <laughs> the Ravens probably are the next best. Uh, just all-around good team. They The defense is really good. Lamar's not quite – putting up crazy MVP numbers. But like, if you watch that Sunday night game, he makes a few plays a game where it's just like, there's only one guy that can do that. And I would hate to have to try to draw up a game plan to stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That, what is it though, Tony? Is there like a curse to be a Ravens running back? And you just, they all are going to be injured for the uh-huh. year. Cause then Keaton Mitchell finally coming on and he looks like he had a nasty leg injury. Yeah, it's an ACL. Um, they do believe though, that he'll be back next year. That that's uh, one of those types <laughs> that they can get, um, not a Nick Chubb kind of thing. Like I'm not sure, uh, but I think they're they're good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And a lot of people talked about the turf, but this happened, uh, you know, on the road at Jacksonville. Um, uh, that the turf at, at that when J.K. Dobbins went back down again, they talked about it. But um, uh, seems I don't know what the problem is. So it's they just bring up Melvin luck. Gordon, who's the running back now for the Gus Edwards still. Uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, and okay. I believe it may be Melvin. I, I'm not for sure who who now uh, brings in comes. In I think the third, they added third Melvin back. Gordon off the practice squad or signed him. So I don't know if he'll they had him play. earlier this year. Yeah. yeah, he's been with them all year, but has been inactive for quite some time. Um, can I retort Tony a little bit? I, I, of course, I, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Baltimore's a good team, but I mean you you take they really don't have a running back, and they lost their best. Pass catcher in Mark Andrews. Now I say likely has come on, but uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I just I just think those those differences make San Francisco the better team. You know, they're just they're losing more. They have more holes that they're trying to fill, and they're doing an admirable job of it. Because you know, no no question, I like that coach, but and that defense is playing well. But I, I just think those losses they've had put San Francisco a notch above them. Well, and that's offensively, I would agree. I think defensively, from a, it, and I, it's so cool that they're going to play. Yeah, no question. Um, but um, so here's a name we don't talk about a lot, and we talk about Micah, Micah Parsons, obviously, and we talk about the the Bosa wannabes and those kind of things. But um, when they're on the field, it, but um, the guy nobody's talking about is Kyle Hamilton. He's awesome, and he is. I, probably the defensive player of the year 
in the in the AFC. Him and Miles Garrett. I feel real. like Miles Garrett kind of has slowed down a little. Miles Garrett, yeah, because he he's in the um, you know, he's a Troy Polamalu kind of safety. He just does it all. If he's got to guard the slot receiver, he guards a slot receiver. If he's got to stop the run, he stops the run. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, if he looks to, is having a phenomenal year, and I think he he's one of the difference makers on defense. Uh, for the Ravens, that that is a difference maker with them with the 49ers. We'll see what happens this week. I, I think that's why I think we'll see what happens with Debo Samuel uh, this weekend because I think Kyle Hamilton is going to take Debo out of the game. Well, and what I really – Kyle Hamilton's one of those stories of – and I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm some draft guru because if we showed every guy that I thought was going to be really good, I'd probably look stupid. But Kyle Hamilton fell in the draft. He was – like everybody watching college football that year – was like he's probably the best defensive player in college football. He's really, really good, but he dropped to like fifteen or sixteen wherever the Ravens were picking because he ran a four six forty. But if you, I get that the forty is one thing, but if you watch the like every time he was at Notre Dame, he's running people down. Mm-hmm. He never looks slow on the field, and I, I know the forty is one thing, but I just swear in the months between when the games end and where they pick, they find all these reasons why not to pick someone. I'm just like. Watch the game, and if that guy's taking over the game, he's probably going to keep doing it in the next level. And Kyle Hamilton is that. He's just, like Tony said, he, at safety he's good. When he's down in the box, he's good. He, he's big, so he can almost play like that hybrid linebacker at times. He, he's just He changes what they can do defensively just because he's so useful. Um, you hit a memory cord there. Can I just interject something? Yeah. Uh, I remember when Ed Reed was coming into the NFL and somebody was scouting him and just said, he's just not fast enough. He's just he's just not fast enough. And I think huh. they passed on him in the draft. And, I mean, Ed Reed's in the Hall of Fame now, isn't he? He's, I mean, a bonus, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame, yeah, maybe the best safety absolutely. to ever live. I, mean, I think you're awesome. on point. Just, who plays football good? And, and look at that. Sometimes. Well, and I get, like, if, it's, if you're picking between two guys, maybe go with the faster 40, yeah. but – we do this every year, it feels like, where there's like a couple guys where it's like, oh, he's really awesome. He looks like the best player on the field when you put on the tape. But when you put him in shorts and a T-shirt, I just – I'm not sure about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, they, they used to say the same thing about Lippard and power forward. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Looking over uh, a team I want to touch on here is the Buffalo Bills, you know – Two weeks ago, they're they're coming off a really tough loss to Philadelphia, sitting at six and six, outside looking in uh, to the playoffs, and they're about to have to go play at Kansas City and versus Dallas, and it's kind of looking like, well, they're going to need some help to get in the playoffs, and all they've done is beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and then, as Tony said to start the podcast, just beat the heck out of the uh, the Cowboys. And Tony, there was somebody. Telling us, I, I think somebody on this podcast, you might be able to tell me who it was. Somebody was like, "When your guy, the guy's the best player on your team, maybe just get him the football." <laughs> and I think the Bills may have learned maybe. that with a guy named James Cook because he looked really freaking good on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he did, and he looked real good for a well, lot of people I, in the I, first week of fantasy playoffs. I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Thank you, Bills." Thank you, James Cook. Uh, and you know. I there's, I didn't think this was going to happen when it happened, but I don't because normally when you release a coordinator, offensive defensive coordinator in the middle of the year, things don't work mm-hmm. out very well. But I can tell you for the Bills, it's worked out really well. Uh, Ken Dorsey, what the hell? I mean, it. I, I'm not sure if he was just like in the real room all the time, just you know, it's not getting out of it. And uh, but man, what a difference this offense has. Uh, has been since then. 
and James Cook is being well, featured. Well, that's what it, I think. Maybe uh, is it Joe Brady? I think who took over, and maybe he just went. Hey, let, well, I'm not going to change a whole lot from this offense because this offense still score. Like we still got Josh Allen and a lot of weapons. I'm just going to get that number four in the ball. 20-plus times a game, one way or the other. Wasn't Brady up, the OC for Burrow at LSU? He was. He was the, the OC there, and then he went to the Panthers under Matt Rule was the OC there. Right. It did not work out well. No, it didn't. And then he went to Buffalo to be their quarterback's coach, quarterback's coach or passing game coordinator. Now he's the OC. And he got promoted when Dorsey got fired. Yeah, and I, I forgot to tell you all this. You know, Joe called the other day uh, and said, hey, I've been Joe listening B. to JPP Joe podcast. B. Do you all okay. mind? Yeah. Joe B. And I said, I said, sure, man, I, I we really need to co- talk to the Lutheraner clan. He said, I, hey, it's now or never. Do it. Do it. James Cook, go get it. And there you go. So congratulate everybody listening to the podcast. So, Joe B. Tony, I, watch th- there's this game was one of those where like watching the NFL sometimes are like sometimes games you can do all the research, look at it, like see how teams match up and you have all this great idea for how a game might go. And then it just doesn't make sense. And this is one of those to me where if you look at like what the Cowboys do well, like passing kind of a medium to deep and hitting the middle of the field, really attacking your safeties, that looks like the perfect way to attack the Buffalo Bills. The offensive line for the Cowboys, really solid so far this year. The defensive line for the Bills, kind of shaky just because they've had a lot of injuries. Everything set up for this to be a great matchup for the Cowboys and at least if nothing else they score a lot of points and it's a high scoring game and they just got nothing do you chalk that up to sometimes the NFL is weird or is that more about the Cowboys and just not showing up on the road because we've had a lot of questions about we had a lot of questions about are the Cowboys for real and this is another game where they just got beat by a good team you know they just got beat by a good team and they I will say this the Bills Hit them in such with so quickly that it took the Cowboys out of their game plan. I'll give them credit. Pollard still had eleven carries for fifty-three or uh, fifty-three so yards. Ran I think, decent. It's just yards. Like you got to start airing it out at some point. Yeah, they quit. Yeah, they quit giving it to him, and uh, couldn't couldn't maintain that because they were so far behind. And uh, so credit the Bills' defense. I, I now I I think Zach Martin getting how bad uh, was that injury? Did you see a lot how to do with or it? what they? I've heard that it is not – he may be back okay. this week. Well, he's a he's a really good player, but like the best card in football. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So – but I think when that happened, Dallas just kind of – as they as they can do, Dallas just says, okay, we're done here. We're done. When's next? What's next? Okay, we're done here. And so – Well, as we mentioned, this is not a, like an excuse for the Cowboys. If anything, it's, it's a, a glaring flaw of theirs. But – they can be a bit of a front-running team. When they're winning, the pass rush all of a sudden looks really good. Dak's eating you up and then can hand, like, the offense looks balanced. And as soon as the Bills just got them in the total opposite way, where like you're saying, it was 21-3, to 14-3 so quick, and now you're on the road, things don't look good. And I, they're just – I think Dak's a good leader at times. I think there's – I don't hate at times the way the coaches are. I know I talk a lot of crap about McCarthy, but – it seems it has them playing hard at times. And then that was one of those games where you really just need someone to stop the bleeding. You need someone to kind of go, hey, guys, let's go. And they, like Tony said, it kind of just like, well, it's reg- we're just going to lose this one. It's, it's on the road. I just kind of ready to get back to Dallas. You know, the weather sucks. 
and that almost feels like a, a something a problem inside the building, don't you think, Pops? Oh yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. That was the game I think where uh, a Dak Prescott, if he's that kind of leader, can step up and go, "Hey guys, get let's get the hell going on and let you know at least show some fight. Let's you show know? some fight." And because I remember thinking about the third quarter, then let's why, why don't we put our subs in? Because I mean, we're not trying to compete. It doesn't look like. Um, but now all that said. I do think they ran into a team. They ran into a Bills team with their back against the wall. I mean, the Bills have got to win out. And then the other surprising thing to me is it looks like – y'all heard some about the comments that McDermott made – uh, comparing yeah. teamwork to the 9-11 a terrorist, you know. You've heard this right, Tony. You've heard this right, Tony. You know, poor yeah. <laughs> yeah, choice yeah, of yeah, words. Yeah. I, I think I can understand what he's trying to get at, but very, know, very man. poor. I mean, yes, poor, poor choice. But it looks like what I'm saying is the team may have rallied around him, and and you didn't know. That could have went one way or another, and, and it looks so, like they've rallied around him a bit to me. That is so, an interesting point to me because yeah. also – this happened so I I pop saying it was before maybe a playoff game or before a big game. It was a couple of years was, ago when he did in this. In 2019 he was trying to imply really coming together for a common goal and somehow a line in there made it sound like he was saying like the terrorists did a 9/11 came together for a common goal and how successful they were. I, it can't. That can't be exactly what he was trying to get across. But uh, clearly, I yeah. think he was something. trying to get that across. Is that it took um, amazing teamwork to pull it, that off? But that is a horrible example. <laughs> horrible but, example. He yeah. wasn't wrong, but it's yeah. a horrible but example. To, right? to Pops's <laughs> point, that happened in 2019. Nothing's came out since then. So obviously, if it really rubbed players the wrong way, or it was some weird like. That would have came out that later that like weeks later or maybe right after. So I don't think he lost the locker room. And if anything, this felt a little like a like someone had this info was just waiting on the time to drop a hit piece on Sean McDermott. And it feels like what Pops is saying, it kind of helped the locker room in a way where they're like, All right, we're battling for our guy. They they're painting this picture like he's some moron and Bad person. And we he know kind of he is a little bit of and a he moron. Had, <laughs> he might have had a moron moment. He is a little bit of a moron. It does seem now this Bills team, I think if they went out, they're in, and, or if they went to the next three, they're in, and they play the Chargers, who seem to have quit on their season, the Patriots, who seem to have quit on their season, and Miami at the end of the year, where who knows if that game even matters for Miami. So they look like they're in a good spot to be in the playoffs. And Pop said, I wouldn't want to play them. I'm not saying I'm them. picking them to win it all, but I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah, you're right. They'll be a tough out, I think. if Because you put there, 60 minutes on the clock and you got to play Josh Allen, anything can happen. Can't disagree with that. I, yeah. And, and so, last thing, I just – one last thing I could about this game. I think there's two keys here coming out of the game. Uh, for the Cowboys, uh, Brandon Cooks had six targets – but only two catches for 10 yards. And I think Brandon Cooks is the secret sauce. If the wide receiver two in this offense can be successful, I think that the Cowboys offense is, is nigh unstoppable. <laughs> um, and, but if he's not, if it's not, I mean, the, we can go back four or five years of the McCarthy offense and that wide receiver two, if he's successful, they're successful. I'm not sure what happened with Cooks this past weekend, but they need to get him rolling again because when they were having it on the winning streak, Cooks came alive. And we need Cooks to figure out what's was, going I think, on there. questionable for the game going in, Tony, wasn't he? He, he was, and he had an injury designation. 
It, th- okay. This sounds like excuse, and I'm not making excuse for no, Dallas. No, no, I'm not either, but he did. There, I, no, no, no. What I was going to say is there apparently was, leading up to the game all week, there was a stomach bug in the Cowboys locker room, and a lot of players were dealing with illnesses. They said everyone was back by game day, or like everyone had gotten over by game day, but to know there was something going around, and as someone who's a little sick right now, maybe, but you don't get excuses when you're Cowboys when every time you've had a chance to prove something – for the most part, you kind of lay down and just take it. So yeah, yeah, they still right. they're a scary team. The Cowboys to me are they can't they're a scary team in the playoffs because they can score with the best of them and that defense can play with the best of them, but you can't, can't depend well. on yeah. them. I, I wouldn't depend on them to go to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't really want to play them either just because. But what's terrible for them if they win that game, home field advantage is an actual possibility, and it's clear. I don't know if it's – like right now I think they average 40 points per game at home and 24 on the road. I don't know if they're actually 16 points better at home, but they're clearly better at home, and it would help them. And they're probably they, – they have a chance at winning the division still because the only team just as hot as Buffalo is right now, that's how cold Philly is. Let, let's, let's get to them, Tony. They lose on Monday night to Seattle. This is a team at one point in the year you were calling the most complete team because they could beat you in a lot of different ways, and I agreed with you. But now they seem yeah. to be a little broken. What do, do you think this is just a midseason slump? We talked about how hard their schedule was here in the middle, and it's about to get really easy to end the season. Yeah, you know, this was supposed to be their first get-right game. And I think very much like the Cowboys, and, and, and we need to talk about the NFC East for a second, yeah. but very much like the Cowboys, they ran into a team who had to win. Uh, Seattle, still in the playoff picture it's outside the picture but they're still in it had to win they had lost four in a row and uh so they ran into went on the road to a team who was desperate and they got beat and should it shouldn't have even been that they had a chance to tie that game Jalen Hurts made just a terrible pass there at the end of the ball game for some reason and it was just uncharacteristic of Jalen Hurts to make that type of throw now he had been sick all week too but um but it was just uncharacteristic so uh, very interesting that they're now running into we thought what we thought was an easier part of their schedule, and it still is. Play the Giants twice; they're still <laughs> going to be all right. But um, uh, but still, it, you got to kind of wonder what their confidence level is going to be uh, uh, come playoff time. Yeah, so I mean, Tony, what do you? I mean, pops, what do you think? I mean, are you you think they get right? Do you trust that team to get right? They still have all the pieces. Still got a good offensive line. They got talented receiver. Hertz does not look right to me. Well, he, he just did, does he not barely, look right. He flew separate from the team. I mean, he was yeah. real sick. But um, he hasn't looked right. He didn't look right against Dallas. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a couple he weeks has. since he hadn't looked. Yeah. He's, he's got like, I think, but, 17. Yeah. He just – he doesn't – but I trust Jalen Hurts to get it right. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is one – I don't know if y'all caught the uh, post-game press conference, but Jalen Hurts is one of those guys. At times he can almost be a little annoying because I, I swear Nick Saban's just got into his mind. He he is like a – when it comes to the post-game press, you never get anything real from him. He's just very much like just give you the cliche answer and get out of there and we just got to come together. But he kind of said something about, you know, team just has to be commit. We had to get buy-in from everybody and commitment. And some reporter tried to ask a question on it, and he almost got pissed at the reporter. He caught us up. He's like – He's like, what do you mean by that? He goes, what up? Sorry. And he kind of stopped. Like, he's about to, like, give some snarky-ass answer. And then he went, we just got to play better. And it starts with the quarterback. It just starts with me. So, I I think they get right. But that is a team, like, with an A.J. Brown who you can 
call them a little bit of a diva at times, but they're a team that's uh, very reactionary. They're fiery. And for a real fiery team, as soon as you start getting a little rocky, it can go south quick, I think. Like, like that was the thing with T.O., remember back in the day, when when teams are winning with T.O., he's the best teammate around. Yeah. It's just as soon as things get a little rocky, I wonder if the Eagles are like that because they do seem to play with that chip, that fieriness. I think they get back. They're playing the Giants right twice, Tony, and then Arizona to finish out the year. That's If there's a prescription for how to get right, that's it. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Kev. Who do you think wins the NFC East? So the way I looked at this, if I got the tiebreaker stuff right, Tony, the technically the Cowboys are the leaders of the division right now. They show that every time they show it. This, since they've mm-hmm. tied, it goes to your record, I think, in NFC, which is currently tied for them. Then it goes to points, I think, or something. But that'll change. At the end of the year, it will probably change. It'll go to NFC record. The the if both teams went out, then I think Philly would take over because they play three NFC teams, and Dallas has the Dolphins still on their schedule. So they they Philly would end up with the better. Okay, NFC I'm record. glad you said that. That's why I, I wondered why it worked out that so way. So if Dow- if both teams went out, which I would think the Eagles do, went out, they you would, to the Giants twice, Arizona, you should. Dallas has. A pretty decent sc- – they got the Dolphins and Lions, I know. Do you know that their third game? Redskins? Don't they have I, to play the Redskins again, maybe? I think they played the Commanders. Tw- oh, I have it right. Or, yeah, the Commanders. Miami-Detroit Commanders, yeah. So, both teams could win out. Now, if the Eagles – so, with that being – with that knowledge, if both teams went out, the Eagles would get it. I'll say the Eagles is be my pick. To win it because I just assume they're gonna they're gonna beat those three those three games. Yeah, I do too. Right, that's what I, I guess that was my point. I was getting to. I think I think Philly's gonna win the the NFC East, and I, so I and think then they're that means get the right. Cowboys don't get any home games. Right. I don't think that I think that'll mean they get all games because they'll play a division. It'll be like AFC South or NFC South. So you should, not a great team, but still you have to go on the road. Yeah. So a team that's great at home yeah. and had their destiny in their own control will now have to their their way to the Super Bowl will be all on the road. So we'll see if they can do it, but it's going to make it tough. They got to, they got to figure out a way to be the five seed so they can play the NFC South champion. Yeah. That's, that's what you want. You want to play the NFC South. Hey, they got to get Derek past Carr this game or, this yeah. week. I'm telling you, they, they play Miami this week. And I think, yeah. I don't What's know the word on Tyreek Hill? I, I kind of assumed he would, when he missed that week, I think they were kind of saying, okay, let's, we'll have him for the record. Cause it felt like he was a close to go. Like, if it had been a playoff game, I think Tyreek Hill would have gone this past week. Yeah. So, I think he's probably back in style. So, with him back, back. With him back, that's interesting because yeah. it's two cool. teams who haven't really beaten a whole lot of proven squads. Cowboys had their Eagles win. Right. But other than that, neither team's beaten a great team. So Yeah. There's some really good games this week. I wish they weren't spread out all yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> but um, it was pissed me off. But one last thing on the Eagles. And this thing, this is the most important thing. I think this is even more important than Jalen Hurts getting right. We've got to figure out. They are 30 Yeah, their defensive backs are just getting the league alive. On wide receiver points. Last in the league on wide receiver yardage. And if you go look, there's somebody, I think it was the Eagles account, put together every single play of the Seahawks' final drive. Every single pass was caught on James Bradbury. Like, every single one was on him. And I know Darius Slay was hurt, so they were missing one of their starters. But even when Slay was in, Tony, you were telling us how they are. They're able to be got in the pass game. They made trades to get better on the front uh, during the season. And it just hadn't panned out. I mean, it's just not – it's not working for them. Whatever's there is not where they got to figure that out. Because it doesn't matter who they're going to play in the the, uh, playoffs. 
there's going to be plenty of good defenses. And if they can't stop Detroit, they can't stop Dallas, yeah. they can't stop San Francisco, they're not going to. Because Detroit, all, all them, those yeah. teams can put up points. All of them. I, so you mentioned Detroit there. How how for real do we think Detroit is? How like are are they for real for real? Because I know this feels like something we've kind of argued or discussed. Because they'll have a couple games where we're like, this team is legit. Then they'll have a couple where we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Detroit. But they look really good against the Broncos defense, who's been coming alive, been looking pretty good. Say they're for real, for real. Very similar to the Cowboys being for real if they're playing at home, and they're. Yeah, one and they probably won't get to probably. play, play one two. game at home. Depends. Probably they could be the two seed. Um, uh, if for, yeah. 49ers could lose a couple, they could be the one seed. That's still not improbable. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're, uh, I think they're legitimate. Pops, you agree? Yeah, I think it's very interesting that in the next three weeks, the Cowboys play the the uh, Dolphins and the. Uh, Detroit Lions, and I just think those are three teams that are kind of in the same boat. And it's all it, like you know, the if you've seen the Spider-Man meme where both there's two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. All these, all three of these teams are like, are we for real? Are yeah, we are good? We, How are good we are, are we? So and you know, if Dallas wins both those games, I'll be pretty impressed with them. You know, if yeah. Miami wins their next two, if Detroit wins their next two, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll be more impressed with that. That's team very good. If point. One of them does that. Um, moving along, is there is Tony? Is there another game on this this past week's schedule that you kind of want to touch on? Um, I have a couple. Uh, I kind of want to no, see. No, I think you touched on on the the big ones. I, I was, um, you know, I oh I, okay. I do want to touch on one. It's the um, I, I think that there are the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think have done a phenomenal job of staying in the playoff hunt and, and being a, a decent team. They are the exact opposite of what the Chargers turned out to be. They have rallied. They're doing their best. They, they beat a, a, a playoff-bound Vikings team with a late – Jake Browning, Jake Browning is doing a great job. He looks so good. They're rallying. And I just think the Bengals are showing that they're a good, they're a good team. And I think that's impressive. And um, – uh, after that, the, uh, anyway, that was a, that was great for me. I've got one other player that I, I thought had an interesting Sunday. So, did did you see what Browning was shouting at the Minnesota mm-hmm. bench after the game? You oh, shouldn't have. I, I you shouldn't him. have effing cut me. <laughs> Apparently, he was a the Vikings. He was on the Vikings for. He's been. He said so. Post game, someone asked, and he was like, "Because all week people asked him about it because he was cut from the Vikings and he played it down." I said, "No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." I mean. And then afterward, he kind of like he was like talking. He said something about, "Yeah, you know, I've been cut for multiple teams, but that one did. I, I downplayed it all week, but that one did because I really, I've been with that. I was at the, with the team for a year, and then they cut me for some other guys, and it's a different coach there. And I love that organization. I have no problems with the organization, but that one did sting a little bit. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I looked into a camera and yelled something. I'm sure it's going to come out at some point, but uh." Yeah, that one did. I was happy to get this win, and then it did come out. And he he doesn't just like casually. He like Pop said, it's a it's, you shouldn't f and cut me right into the camera. They're doing a great job. You know, now yeah, good for they've you. had another blow. Looks like Jamar Chase is probably going to be out for a couple of weeks with the AC. Tear. I think he had. Did he have to have surgery? The shoulder, right? Shoulder. Was it a shoulder? It was I AC. Don't know if he had surgery or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. It's funny. Isaiah Pacheco had surgery and all of a sudden playing this weekend. So who knew that could happen? But um, uh, but I think he's. But anyway, tough break for Cincinnati. Yeah, which a team that just seems to yeah. keep yeah. catching these tough breaks. 
But let's see. A game that I wanted to just – we don't have to break down the game because if you watched it, it was pitiful. But I don't know if you remember this, Tony. A few weeks back, I put one team on the Kevin will no longer bet this team. Atlanta. And that was the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) And on Sunday, I just want to talk about willpower because on Sunday, the Falcons were minus two to the lowly Carolina Panthers. And I was like – they're tempting me. I swear, Vegas is just dangling the cheese in front of me. And I thought of it because I was like, the Panthers suck. But I was like, nope, nope, we're not going to do it because we put them on the do not bet list. And they somehow lose to the terrible Panthers who only kicked three field goals mm. and beat them nine to seven. The only person that can stop the Atlanta Falcons is Arthur Smith. That man, I don't know what. <laughs> I, don't, I hate to talk about another man's job, but I don't understand. And there's no way he can be the coach again next year. I don't understand. He's so bad. The NFC South is there for the Falcons to, to win. And it looks like our boy Baker Mayfield is going to go win it. And I know Liff wants to talk about Baker. But I, I will say this, that, look, man, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I just don't understand this. I Learn the lesson of Joe Brady. Arthur, if you're out there, listen to the podcast. We're open. B. John Robinson is the best athlete in the NFL. NFL. That's not the no fun league. That's the National Football League. You, Tyler Algier had double the carries of Bijan. Cordero Patterson and, and Desmond Ritter both and had two carries. I know I had less some fantasy Bichon. issues with this when I was talking about James Cook and him being punished for fumbling the football, right? But you, they've gotten over it, and look what they're doing. Bijan fumbled on a rainy day where everybody else was fumbling, and they took him out and never went back in. Dude, you've got to get over that, man. This is not Division II football. It's the NFL. Give the athlete the ball. Jeez, a pee. Anyway. It's it's incredible. I don't understand. And it cost him. I agree. Usually when Tony's on these, I'm like, Tony's just going at a bit. This is just, I don't understand. I cannot make sense of it. Why draft a guy that high if you're not going to get him that high? Exactly. <laughs> Just draft a defensive player or and, an offensive and lineman. Thing, so but, I am on a rant now, and I'm halfway through my drink. Here's here's the thing: is that those are the <laughs> things that get coaches fired, gets general managers fired. Yeah. Just see what happened with the Chargers. You draft people that high, and you spend draft capital, and then you don't use them. The co- the, the owners going, what "The hell we spent all that money for, man? If I'm gonna spend, that's that's business. At least go down." Yeah. Like, Go down with it. At least if you're going to get fired because you yeah. made that pick, at least give yeah. them the ball the, 25 the, times and make the them prove you. The Panthers don't have a coach anymore is because they thought Bryce Young was better than C.J. Stroud. Guess what? He's not. And you're gone. There's probably other reasons, but that's it. And so Arthur Smith, thinking that he's just trying to find a hot hand, dude, you drafted him seventh. If he's not running the ball, you're fired. Period. For either being too stupid for drafting him or being too stupid for putting him in the game. It's one of the two. You're still stupid. Do it. <laughs> Pops, how about your boy? How about your boy Baker Mayfield going 22 for 28 and shredding that Packers defense? 384 touchdowns. As we've talked about, the future Hall of Famer Mike Evans just doing what Mike Evans does, getting about 60 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the Bills, I don't think they're that scary in the playoffs, but Baker might have solidified. He's going to end up. Like last year, it looked like his career might end, and I think this year he's probably solidified himself as the Bucks' quarterback next year. 
I mean, he's, he's going to be playing quarterback in the NFL somewhere. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, he's he's got a job. He's got a job for sure. And I think you're right. Last year, you know, this time we didn't know. I, I, you know, it was last year he was just going from team to team. Whoever needed a quarterback for the week, I mean, he was I on the think, Ra- the Rams I, and the Panthers. I remember. I think us talking at the beginning of the year. Do we want to even draft any skill position players on Tampa Bay because their quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield? And yeah, you know, I got to yeah. take that back. I mean, I'm not sure he's my boy or anything, but I'll tell you. He, he plays the football game hard, and he's playing pretty good. I think he knows, kind of like we talked about before, he knows what he is and he knows what he isn't. I mean, he's good at commercials. He's fair at quarterback sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, accentuate your positives and your negatives. The negatives. That's what it is. Your, <laughs> yeah, eliminate the liabilities or downplay the liabilities. On Baker Mayfield, um, um, I was speaking with Prestige Worldwide uh, this weekend, and – uh, Baker Mayfield got to be comeback player of the year. Period. No, because the if you look at the odds, it's Demar Hamlin minus like seven hundred. Who has he's played one snap? He played a special team snap when he was the twelfth man on the field. That's not a legit comeback Bills player of the year. Can't, I'm sorry. I mean, it, no hate. But. This feels. This feels like I know it could sound. It, this has not, like everyone's happy. That he survived, and that that was a, yeah. a crazy, awful thing. But he's not—he's yeah. not playing. Yeah, I don't I, understand I how he's come back play so. the year. When he, I'd give it to Joe Flacco yeah. before I gave There's it. There's another to one you talking about, but yeah, absolutely. But anyway, that's my vote. Baker Mayfield's comeback player of the year because he was—we were talking about he was no, gone. He was be, done. He was done. You. Couldn't make the throws, and now he's just—he's yeah. he, fitting perfect in this offense. Yeah, the only reason he went to the Buccaneers is because basically he like, like he pushed for himself. He called them like they didn't go like, "Hey Baker, we'd like you." He called up the Bucks and was like, "Hey, I really think I could help you." I was like, "Just give me a try. Like, can I come to training camp?" And they're like, "Sure." And awesome. here he is. Awesome. You know, uh, a lot of times we do winners and losers. I don't have a winners. Uh, I don't necessarily have a winners, but I do have a losers here, and they were going to be the losers regardless because I think it was kind of shitty what the Titans did. Wearing the Houston Oilers jerseys against the Houston Texans, and then they lost. You can't do that, and then get your butt beat because that's just. And they're going to act like they don't know. Like they're just oh, it's just throwback week. No, you know exactly what you're doing. You took their team, and then you wore their beautiful jerseys in front of them. That's just ridiculous, pops. And pops, I know you got a, a little love for H Town. So what do you think about watching? No, I completely, that? completely agree. I had forgotten about that, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was watching some of that game, and I was like, well, you know, that is confusing. For a long time, I lived in Houston for a long time. A long time Houston Oilers fan. I'm sitting there watching them, and I'm thinking. Wait, that and those jerseys that's are Tennessee. Sweet. Yeah, but that's Tennessee. That's play. I I don't know. I think that was. I I don't know who dreamed that up. And I do like the yeah. old Oilers uniforms. That beautiful blue, the Derek on the helmet. I uh, think Texans winning that game should. They should also win the jerseys. They win the rights to those jerseys now. Yeah, that's yeah. my take. That's not going to happen. But it should. see the Ravens going out in Colts uniforms. I, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say wearing the, Baltimore Colts. I don't I don't see, we ought to look up whose big I, idea yeah. that was. Look up who. I just wonder whose well, bright idea. idea that was. Because I mean, I, I get it a little in a way. You're in Houston, but you're yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know if they took the team and go where the that old home team. They lost. If I'd have known that. I'd have bet against them. I didn't bet either one of them. But yeah, that that's interesting. 
Yeah. Um, Tony, can you can you make some sense of this after, earlier this week or after the game? I think Miles Garrett was asked about the Browns' strange season, and he said, "There's, there's, I don't know what to say. There's no explanation. They're now nine and five. They actually have a path." to the number one seed in the AFC somehow. And it's with Joe Flacco. No, this is not 2013. We're in 2023. And Joe Flacco, while he didn't have the best game, he threw a dime to Amari Cooper that basically won the game. Wonderful. That was beautiful. Make sense of the Cleveland Browns for me. It's defense. I didn't even mention Nick Chubb is out for the year. They're doing it well. Okay, two things that I'd say is they, they have again found a playmaker in David and Joku. He is a matchup problem for every team they've yes. played here in the last few weeks. He is a matchup issue. They haven't had that since Chubb left. This feels like who we thought Joku was. Like he's yeah. always been this like freak. You know, freak. everyone he's a loved freak him, athlete, but for some right? reason he never really worked. But, but he's coming to his own. They've got somebody that can get him the ball. Flacco is is standing upright. The, the offensive line is protecting him. Um, <laughs> they, they quit running the football. Jerome Ford is not having a good – he's not been able to run the football. Uh, Amari no. Cooper is doing fine, but it's really smoke and mirrors. But it's in Joku matchups at the right times, and then they do still have a, just a shutdown defense, one of the few shutdown defenses in the league. Pops anything to add? It's just, it's just the ride. That I'm almost kind of rooting for the Browns now because it's just, yeah. just, just for the weirdness of Joe Flacco in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It is weird seeing old Joe Flacco out there, and I mean, he's playing well. Good for him. And honestly, Joe Flacco looks as good as Deshaun Watson's looked in the Cleveland Browns jersey. I mean, and he's a, just for for you all you out there in Cleveland. It's a lot cheaper for Joe Flacco, and you don't feel as as dirty with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was no a fun kidding. game. Oh. That, that was so. I will say this: this weekend there were a lot of fun games to watch. There were a lot of shellackings, but there were there were some fun games. I thought that that Bears Browns game was a fun game. The Panthers Falcons was a fun game at the end. Um, I, the Buccaneers Packers was a fun game. The ball was flying everywhere. Uh, Texas cool. Titans went into overtime. I mean, it, there were a lot of really, there were a lot of fun games. Like, hell, even the Rams Commanders was a little bit competitive for a little for a while, but um, it, it, a lot, a lot of good games. So, but not like coming up. Tony, I do have uh, a, a little bit of a, another loser. I, I, I kind of sound like a Debbie Downer here, but the that Commanders Rams game. First, I want to say the Rams. They've kind of they've had a good year. I think they're a little dangerous in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to like make a deep run, but they could upset someone. In yeah, they can beat the Cowboys. They're, they're frisky, but but they could. They they could absolutely the, could. Ron Rivera. So they're down fourteen points with four minutes left to get four forty seven to be exact, and they get a ball to Terry McLaurin. Jacoby Brissett comes in, throws a, a pass to Terry McLaurin. Gets all the way down to the one yard line. Still four minutes left, and somehow they spend they 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 keep getting stuff, keep getting stuff. They're running, running, running. Not no huddle. There's no hurry at all. They're wasting all forty seconds on the play clock. Not calling any timeouts and run, run, run. It takes them until the one minute and forty six second mark to finally score a touchdown, and then they kick an onside kick. So if they kick the onside kicks, that I mean they were trying to win. 
What That was the worst clock management I've ever seen. And this is a guy who's been watching teams coached by Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy yeah. for like 15 years. <laughs> so I know yeah. bad clock management. And I don't know what Ron Rivera was doing. Like, it was just – You're absolutely right. The, those last four minutes were uh, bizarro world minutes. I mean, you just – what is going on? It's I'm just, just watching terrible. the screen. I'm like, what am I oh missing? Like, I don't and understand. I was screaming at the TV because I had Logan Thomas in a game, and I thought when he – that. A touchdown got reversed. Well, my season's over. But, um, uh, the, you know, it was. Someone else is probably yelling at the screen because yeah, they took out their quarterback yeah, maybe, and put Jacoby Brissett in. Maybe. Um, uh, but it, <laughs> maybe. I, well, unfortunately, he's back to starting this week, uh, which is another thing. Just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make a shit to me. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you're losing fantasy football. Uh, so, I. I um, Ron Rivera, I think, has lost it. I truly, and I think that four minutes is a microcosm of that of that season. They had opportunities to win, and they just shuffled them away. Well, because they, you have all three timeouts. I get not calling the timeouts, but if you try to score as fast as you can, maybe you score with three minutes yeah. left. You, you can stop them. You have a legit chance to stop yeah, them, get the ball back absolutely. down, a touchdown. It, it made no sense. I, it just made. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's done. He, he's absolutely done. Um, and he's going to go and start Sam Howell again yeah, this week. I think for sure he's, he's done. done. If you're starting, listen, what the hell are you doing taking him out last week? He's done. So we will take a look to next week and get uh, maybe get a parlay together for you. Tony says we got a, a great slate. But I do want to pause just for a second and just – sometimes I love fantasy football, Tony. I know you you play and love fantasy football. Pops, I know you love and play fantasy football. Sometimes you just go, why do we play this stupid game? You know, like uh, like the, the last week was the first week of the playoffs, and you can have a team that is just fantastic. Say you have a team that has a, a Dak Prescott who's been just balling, Tyreek Hill who's been balling, A.J. Brown. There's a chance you had all three of those on your team. And then for the first week of the end of, uh, the fantasy playoffs, they all Dak Prescott <laughs> plays, but it's just awful. Tyreek Hill doesn't even play. And A.J. Brown, like, we play this stupid game where we, we, we spend, spend hours researching. We like add and pick up and drop, and we're playing matchups. And then sometimes the first week of the playoffs starts – and it's just there. It's, again, it's it's just stupid luck. It, this game's stupid, and I don't, this is also a person who lost every single league, so he's not in the playoffs. But sometimes this game's stupid, Tony. That's, I guess that's where Absolutely I'm going. Absolutely stupid. It's just it's it, it is it is. But when so, you win, it's when awesome. You win, it is awesome, and you, and you know you're it's it's not as stupid as betting on college football, but it's close. <laughs> yeah, because so be I, I've never understood people who who bet on college football and do fantasy college football because you're betting on eighteen to twenty year old, twenty one year olds, and I can tell you that's the worst thing you can ever do is try to predict what an eighteen to twenty one year old is going to do, <laughs> and um, they don't know because they and don't so, know what they're about but, to do. But it is interesting. But one thing you can't predict: two things you can't predict, and, and it kills fantasy football: injuries and turnovers. Because when you do all these statistics, you say you're going to get X number of touches or this, that, or the other. And that's how people say this person is better than this person. But when somebody throws an interception when they're in the red zone, it's like, what are you doing? Or they fumble, and that guy never touches the field again because his coach is an idiot. Those, Those are things you just can't predict. Those aren't part of the numbers. And it is a crazy, crazy thing. But the sometimes the craziest things are the things you love the most. 
Pops, how much do you love fantasy football right now? <laughs> Not very effing much right now. <laughs> yep. Same vote. Same I mean, vote there, just, Pops. Just real quick, do you, and Tony can say, I mean, I was like eight and one. I mean, I was like kicking everybody's ass, taking names, pick up Sam Howell at the right time. He's exploding, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden just playoff start and play big yeah, quarterback gets Okay, I'm the. I happen to be a commissioner in a league that Lifford's in, and I said that it is one of the toughest luck situations I've seen. Was for uh, the Acromegalies, Lifford's team, in that role because everybody's hurt. Everybody was hurt, and what are you going to do? I mean, I'm on, I'm on a team right now. We start four wide receivers: Brandon Ayuk, and then Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman. And Jaden Reed, and right now, Allen, Pittman, and Reed Hard. are probably not playing this weekend. And what the hell do you do with that? And that no fan, no real football team has to deal with three of their wide receivers down at the same time, except for the Packers. And uh, and, and so you know, what do you do with that? And so it's a, at least at least well, you're still playing, I'm, Tony. I'm. I'm very thankful for that, Liff. I will say, I'm very thankful for that because I know. That it is luck because I had, there were eight people in the playoffs, and if I had played six other people, I was a loser. But I happened to pick the one that I could beat, and we won. And who had deck press again? It's just like the universe. You give yourself enough time, and the odds always come back to help you. You, you just lengthen the time. <laughs> I do think there's I do think there's a little bit of skill oh, yeah. like in not skill but just like keeping up with it and like predicting but at the end of the day you're throwing darts and you're kind of you're, you're like you're hoping Tyreek this is the game where Tyreek Hill catches 280 yard touchdowns well, or something. While we're talking about that, let me just bring up the top 5 running backs in the NFL this past week, okay? You're going to know mm-hmm. the first one. You're going to know all these, but listen at this. CMC, all right? Yep. No awesome, no question. Man. James Cook is number two. Interesting. Raheem Mostart, number three. Kyron Williams. Who picked that guy up? I mean, that guy could win you a fantasy league. People I mean, and, and he was a <laughs> completely free. Uh, and then yeah. finally, DeAndre Swift, who has been, you know, shitty for years and is really looking good. At, at, <laughs> he, well, he has been at Detroit. Yeah. He, he's been hurt or he's been out or he's, did you start you know, whatever. I mean, who did you the start? talent's always been there. Who were your huh? running backs this weekend? Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember. They weren't one of those five. <laughs> <laughs> no, or one of those for sure. He'd and, be a lot happier in this podcast. And by the way, I do th- I, we didn't talk. With, I think CMC's the. I MVP. think he is the uh, MVP. Nobody can do what he can do. Nobody can do what he can Right. I, I think your only mm-hmm. question is, and we argued this before. I don't think they're going to give it to a running back, we, but they should. I think he are, should be the MVP. They, we've argued this: who provides the most value to their team. I, I, but nobody can do what CMC can do. And you, you could kind of say, well, Tyree Kill can do things that nobody else can do. And that's true. And he can. But and I think Brock Purdy, but, there are other people that do what he do. I think there's other people that do what Dak Prescott does. Tony, if I'm up by – say I'm up by <clears> – if I'm up by seven points with four minutes left, I can't just hand the ball to Tyree Kill and just kill the clock. But I can hand the ball to CMC and kill the clock. Or if I'm down by seven and I need to air it out – I can put CMC in the slot, and you know, there's just Tyreek Hill is fantastic, and he opens up an offense like no other. But no, CMC I, is good I in agree. every situation: close game, dirty game, yeah. rainy game, 
dome game. It doesn't matter where you're at. I don't he, disagree with that. He plays well. And or he's, he, a, he's, he's a good player. He had the best I, interview on the Manning uh, show on Monday Night Football uh, all season. I don't know if y'all seen it. If you can go back and look at it, uh, Christian McCaffrey was just awesome Monday night. It, it's just awesome. I bet. I bet it's. All, I bet they it's clip fantastic. it on YouTube. I'm you, sure you they do. It. It's they, just fantastic. On I think I'm. Did he make a Schefter joke? I think he made. I saw him yeah, make a Schefter and, joke. And that was pretty flashes good. Flashes back with him and his dad Ed, and with Peyton and him and Ed when Peyton was in uh, Denver, and it's it's just hilarious. I, it's one of the best. It was one of the best guests they've had all year. Him and Will Ferrell. Don't look it up. Sure. All right. Now let's look ahead yes. to this weekend. And yeah, Tony, I'm having to look around. We got a game on Thursday. We're used to that. Two games on Saturday. One, two, three, four. A, a handful of games on Sunday. Then we get three on Christmas Day on Monday. It's a, I don't, Morgan it's a smorgasbord of games here. We're just yeah, all over the place. If anybody's out there that, the family member or close personal friend of mine. I, I just want to say this, guys. I I apologize right now for watching football all Christmas weekend. I'm sorry. I it's it <laughs> happened. I didn't make the schedule for these games. I didn't put the calendar like this. But I I apologize in advance for all the football I'm about to watch. <laughs> it's not going to get me anywhere. They're well, still going to be pissed at me. But I'm all- just putting it out there. <laughs> Ahead of all this football that you're getting ready to watch, can you give us a winner? Maybe an underdog, maybe a favorite, just something. Just pick one that's going to win for us. We need to see I, one I've got go a through the worldwide pick, and he's been pretty good this year. Uh, okay, I think I, I'm he seeing has. different. He bucks minus one or bucks pick them. Uh, on, let's see where is that one at? I saw it. I, I see bucks minus one. Minus one. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Pick them or minus one. So I like that. Against mm-hmm. the Jags, the Jags do. do need to win. Jags coming to win, coming into Tampa. But as you, but as you said, Prestige has been. I don't think he's, he's like undefeated, solid. but he's been solid. Yep. He's he's yep. winning more than he's losing for sure. Which I don't think I can say the same. Um, Pops, you got you got one for us. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I mean, y'all, hell, you've scared me off of a couple of these. I, I kind of thought about the Bills minus twelve at the Chargers, and, and I mean, but I'm I'm going to go with but Washington. Be careful, there could be the interim coach bump. There Maybe could, they I don't think so. Not from Giff Smith. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> they hired Giff and JoJo or the, the GM Giff and, and JoJo. It sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> question about really that does. before we leave the podcast. <laughs> but go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, head coach. Supposedly, Kellen Moore's looking for other head coaching jobs. I think he's trying to get out of town. Which Tony, the offense has not been good. It's not like Kellen Moore's been like his resume. If you go like, right. well, look what I've done this year. It's like, yeah, we've yeah, seen. And trust I will say, me, we've I feel seen a Kellen. little vindicated in that fact because I think there have been people on this podcast yeah. and others, Prestige, who have said Kellen Moore was a pretty good coach, and I was saying, no, nay, I'm not. But well, his. I think his thought process in this was – it's working out how he thought. He thought Staley might get fired and he could become the next coach. The only problem was 
he still wasn't a good coach. Like he was, he struggled as yeah. an offensive coach yeah. and yeah. they got bigger problems there. Pop. So what you got, you're going to stay away from that big, I think I'm going to stay away from that. Line. I'm going to take I, the, the commanders are getting three points at the New York football jets. And we do know that Asshat is not coming back this year. Asshat says uh, he could have, but he's not going to, right? Not gonna, that yeah. Uh, whatever. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I still like, I, of course, still like, a, I got a little love for Sam Howell, but not their coach. But anyway, I'm going to take Washington so, getting three points. So you're you're betting on Ron Rivera on the road. We just talked about Ron Rivera. I know and Pops is like, give me some more. Give me, give some, me some more of that, please. Um, I think I will take Detroit going on the road to play the Vikings. They're three and a half point favorites. I don't. I think the Vikings kind of saw their season end a little. Well, no, they're still in the hunt. No, I like Detroit. I'm not going to bat around. And honestly, like I said a couple weeks ago, go ahead and take the over if you want it to because it's in the Dome in Detroit. But I like Detroit minus three and a half over 46 and a half as well. Parlaying together. Have a little fun with it. Tony, what you got? Okay, so I've got two. I am torn. I am torn between two. So I have – I hate Thursday night football. I hate it with a passion. Um, I, I don't like it. However, you've got the Saints going to the Rams, going to L.A., and the Rams are pretty hot. The Saints are not. Both of them are 7-7. Seven, seven. This is a playoff implication game. The Rams minus four is what I'm seeing. I'm a, I wish that was three. If I could bet that down to minus three, I'm all over the Rams. But I'm still going to go with – I really like the uh, the Rams uh, getting uh, give or giving, dude. If you can get it to three, awesome. But uh, even at three and a half or four, I'll take it. Well, Tony, we don't always get out in time for yeah. the people to to get that in their parlay if that's what you make for your pick. So if you could avoid, it's just so you don't get right. killed Thursday by night Thursday night shenanigans. It really hurts me. So if if Thursday night shenanigans hurt you, you're not worried about. Here's the other one. Man, you know him. You love him. You can't live without him. Let's go all the way to Monday night. And uh, I, the, uh, the Ravens are getting giving five and a half points right now to San Francisco. And I really like the yeah. Ravens. Uh, if you're going to give me – you're going to give me more than four points for Baltimore anytime, I'm going to take it. So I, I – Hey, Popsy's doubling down on his take really like the Ravens, the Ravens there. I know. Uh, the line I'm seeing here is plus five and a half. You're going to give me Ravens a, a touchdown anywhere. I'm going to take it. It's going to be a phenomenal game. It'd be cool All to right. have money in that game, right? I, and now money line, I'm not sure because the 49ers at home ought to win. But I, 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 I think the Ravens are going to give them a game. Kind of east coast yeah, west coast. East thing going there, west is different mm-hmm. than west going east. It's seven o'clock. It's a late yeah, game. Is. Baltimore shouldn't have any problem with that. You know, it's you know it's still seven o'clock. Yeah, it's not like it's a those noon West yeah. Coast games can kind of tricky because it yeah the yeah still, when like, West Coast goes East games. and they're playing at noon. That's when you got to watch out. I um, also you know yeah that, those are my two. I, I, there, there's some really cool games this this weekend. I, I, I we'll see what happens, but the game I thought about going were the Packers minus five to the Panthers. Just the Panthers finally got a win. The Packers need a win real bad. I think I just don't think I think the Panthers are terrible. The only reason they got a win is because they played Arthur Smith's team. If you could do that every week, that'd probably be helpful. But oh, yeah. I but but here's the thing. The Packers no. were hot and now they're not. 
and they are hurt in the secondary. And so, or in, yeah. and so the one thing about the Panthers, they do defend the pass fairly well. You've got to run on them. If AJ Dillon is back and they've got Dillon and Aaron Jones, I would I would say yeah, that's a good bet. Take the Packers. But um, uh, they they Carolina does defend the pass fairly well. And so um, that that could be I I would definitely look at the the over under is probably thirty something, um, yeah thirty seven. I'd probably take the under. Oh well, Tony, um, this just in: Raven safety Kyle Hamilton says we feel a little disrespected by the line. He says we feel like we're the best team in the league and we have an opportunity in front of the country to show it. So. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you there want to you hear. So scratch the Ravens. Rams minus four. Leave Thursday night football alone. Take take those Ravens on on Monday night, last game of the weekend, Christmas Day, Christmas Day night. Okay, yeah, so you, that's your go number Baltimore. one. Now. Yeah, that's that's the scratch those Rams. Be that that can be your alternate. Little, Finish off Christmas there with a win, Tony. You, you're saying after we've opened up presents, had a great yeah. holiday with the family, you sit yeah. down, maybe get you a scotch, and just watch the Ravens there cover you for you to finish I'm off a, this parlay. You know, our good there buddy L couldn't be on the uh, on the on the podcast tonight. So LJ, I, I I think LJ would agree with me that Rams are are a good pick. I think LJ's picks probably the Rams. So there's your five game parlay out there, ladies and gentlemen, if you want it. <laughs> and if you want to go, <laughs> there you go. LJ and Uncle Tony always see eye to eye. If you want to go, six, you know you want to go six game parlay and, and get some of that Christmas money back so you don't have to take that Christmas loan out, put the Packers in there. I think that's a really good deal. There you go. And then you just keep adding more in there. You know, what take could that go wrong? Packers, Panthers <laughs> under. It's been hitting all year. You got to go. <laughs> uh, Pops, just checking in with you before the before the holiday weekend. Uh, any bougie problems? You've been doing all right. How, how are things going over there? Well, I've got a few that I'm keeping notes of, but the main oh. one today, I oh, will no. say, he's got a few of them. It, it, no, it, they're, they're, they'll come up in future. But the the main one today is I'm, I'm back on an old one: shoelaces. You know, the flat shoelaces that have, like, stripes in the middle. I mean, they look good in my shoes, but I spend more time trying to straighten out my shoelaces in my hokas than anyone this should. This is a man of class and style, Tony. He's got to, you know, get a shoelaces Well, because if you let them get out. all curled up in there, then they get gnarled and then, you know, just, ugh, you don't want that. And these are black shoelaces with like a yellow, like a yellow double stripe in the middle. So it's very obvious if they're like not yellow. straight. It's Black and yellow. It's um, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... I'm, so I'm just shoelaces is, what, is what's getting... Sh- Getting popped. She, like, right she laces is grinding my gears a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, any bougie problems for you? Things going on besides the games being all over the place, and that your family's going to hate it's you because you're watching football. No, man, it's, it's, it's all good over here. I, I got to see <laughs> our um, our wonderful kids and their partners this weekend, so it was wonderful to see everybody. And uh, uh, I, I I could say I have bougie problems, but I'm sure not going to talk about it because. Uh, yeah, I'm still playing fantasy football, so I, I'm I'm thankful. So I'm not going to go there. Good. Well, you had a very uh, a decor- yeah. decorated drink earlier. You said it's the first of its kind, at least for our pod. Was there so a what, parachute? A little well, it was, uh, it was a, thing. It looks like it should have had with uh, a uh, toasted marshmallow on it. So I was um, for Christmas. <laughs> 
I was looking at Christmas uh, Christmas drinks, and one of the things that that um, is out there is pumpkin spice is out, and grilled orange is in. So grilled orange. Grilled so orange. this is a grilled orange old fashioned, and I got to tell you that you, so you slice a slice an orange, navel orange up, and you grill the slices. It, it smells great when you're cooking it. When you put you on, put it on. I got a little flat iron. I put it on the grill. It smells great. It smells Christmassy. You know, it's that citrus kind of flavor. And then you muddle it with maraschino cherries. And I'm telling you, when you take those hot oranges right off the grill and put them in your muddler or put them in your uh, mixer, and you start to muddle with the cherries, I'm telling you, the smell that wafted off up of that. It was awesome, man. I could, and you just put a little Angostura bitters on it. The wafting was fantastic. It smelled just like Christmas. It smelled so World good. World class wafting. And then I poured the uh, the four ounces of bourbon in it because I always do a double. And so four ounces of bourbon in it, and then started mixing that up. And the smell was phenomenal. It smelled so great. You mix that up. You pour it over ice, uh, and then you. I the, the recipe called for uh, toasted marshmallows uh, on the top, and so I thought, well, you know what? I like this grilled orange so much. I'm gonna put another slice right on the slide on the side, and that grilled orange uh, uh, aroma with the toasted marshmallows, and then the taste of the sweet bourbon and the and the deepness. It was just a great drink. I got to tell you, grilled orange old fashioned for the holidays. And I think just about any day here in the winter time would just be fantastic. It's a great drink. It sounds oh, like an olfactory is an delight old, to me. Olfactory <laughs> delight. Let me tell you. Pops, Uncle Tony always has a way of selling a drink, but I mean, he, he, he took it up a notch today. Yeah, he, he did. I want one. Come on. One. Hey, hey, Uncle Tony's Bar and Grill is open all through the holidays, anytime, day or night. <laughs> oh, you don't close for the holidays, huh? And if you like to watch football, I mean, Absolutely. that's your place, I right? I mean, heater. The back porch is I open. I can confirm. Tony usually knows how to have a have – a, if there's multiple games on, Tony's going to find a way to get them on his screen. You can believe that. Mm-hmm. And there will probably be a Bloody Mary being oh, fixed yeah. up if you ask nicely. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. We hope to be the first to wish you a very happy Christmas, very Merry Christmas, and we will catch y'all. Christmas, happy next holidays, week. happy hawk, everybody, all Merry those listening to the JPP podcast out there. The day is here. Ah. <laughs> okay. I gotta tell you, I'm getting all these new I'm meeting all these new people at work, they're all asking me about the JPP. What you got a podcast? Yeah, just press play. Press press play. Yeah, it's on Apple and Spotify. Oh, it's on Apple and Spotify? Yeah, you think we just, we're not small timers here, man. We got like 30, 40 people in Sweden listen to us. Sweden, yeah. You know, and so, um, yeah, so we've we got some shout out. You should have oh, told us that before the episode. I'd have amped it up a little bit. Two, three extra people tonight if you're out there. Hey, love it. Y'all hey, come listen go. out there. It's It's great. Y'all come back now. Y'all come back, man. (laughs) On the the ones and twos. Uh, Well, I could tell him where I am in mind, but he'll figure that. I mean, he's he's smarter than he looks, you know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's a loot ringer trait. (laughs) That's fair. Anyway, anyway. hey, I'm so, hey, look, guys, I got to tell you. 
that was a tough loss in PV this week. I'm sorry. And, and so uh, yeah, I always feel bad about this when I sneak in to one of the top four. And I think about PV, you got to make the top four. Well, I do. I actually, you know, I kind of do because, you know, but I thought, you know, that's the thing. This team that we're, this this team I've got this year, we've never been really low, but we've never been really high. We've, we've never had a, 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 a top scoring week. But we've been second a couple of times, and uh, we just seem to – you know, when it's a low-scoring week, we seem to, to score really well. And so um, it's tough. But, man, that was a tough one because we lost, you know, uh, top seed the same way. If it hadn't been overtime, Jamar Chase wouldn't have beat us. And But they got into overtime, and sure enough, he caught a couple passes in, and, we, and we lost the number one seed. Which we wouldn't have been in the, we wouldn't be in the, in the finals, the semifinals, if, if that had happened.